Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Lacey, th- welcome back to the show Thank again. You. you know, thanks for coming back. You were on before mm-hmm. and I really loved your story. It was really at times heartbreaking, mm-hmm. but it's amazing how you've prevailed and overcome that. So I'm so grateful that you're back. And I'd like to welcome all of our followers and listeners. Thank you for believing in us and, and following this belief cast. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be where we're at today. So thank you so much for joining us. And um, Lacey is going to blow your minds because of what she's been through, but yet how she's handled it and what she's doing today. Um, So Lacey uh, is a past surrogate. She's a certified personal trainer. She's a mental health advocate. She's a mentor. Uh, She's a a mom. She's a wife. Uh, She loves fitness. She's got more energy. She's addicted to diet. Is it Dr. Pepper? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you wouldn't believe that Lacey at one time in her life was being sexually abused. And if it wasn't for a help of a friend that stepped in to stop the nightmare, um, we may not be having her here today. So it's a blessing, truly, Lacey, to have you here. And the vulnerability, you. you've always been willing to share your story. So why don't you just share a little portion of what you've been through? I know that's a, a, a loaded question because yeah. you've been through so much, mm-hmm. but maybe just start a little bit of some of the struggles that you were going through as a child and just mm-hmm. so our listeners can kind of get reacquainted with that. Sure. Um, my mother was 15 when she had me, and my biological father was 21 years old. And um, I he stepped out of my life pretty quickly. He would bounce back in, back in. Mm-hmm depending on what girlfriends he had around at the time. Anyway, and then my mother, shortly after, uh, got married to another man, my stepfather, who ended up being a phenomenal man as much as he could be. And then they had children pretty quickly. So I'm the oldest of four kids, Mm. the only one with my biological mom and biological dad, but I did have three younger siblings. And we had a rough life. My mom got into drugs. My dad had a, a lot of anxiety, and that's how he coped with or my stepdad sorry that's how he coped with it Mm. and my my childhood consisted of you know being dropped off at random people's houses not knowing these people I've never seen them before and then trying my best to take care of my siblings um and unfortunately a lot of my family members didn't know what was going on and that was my normal so yes you didn't know any different no I, I didn't um I think looking back to my core, I knew something was off, Yeah. but I didn't really truly understand it. And then the we had been raided so many times that the, the state of Utah knew what was going on. And um, I think around that, right before they really got involved, I had moved out with my cousin. And that's when I had, I had suffered from sexual abuse before then. And I remember going to my mom and telling her about it. And her response to me was that, she's like, well, not sure what you want me to do about it because that's one of our biggest customers and I was like okay and they were going after my siblings and so I just really tried to put myself in between them and my siblings to protect them and I just thought that 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 was just life and then I moved in with my cousin and I ended up being sexually abused by her boyfriend and it was really bad Um, I told her about it nobody believed me 
And then I got the courage to speak up to one of my friends about it. And at this point I had this innate belief that it was something that I was doing. Mm. Something was wrong with me. Maybe if I didn't look so cute Mm. per se, or you know, maybe if I wasn't so friendly, then I wouldn't have to to deal with that. And then she thankfully had the courage to not listen to me and she told her family and that's when they stepped in and asked me if I wanted to move in with them, just get me out of the situation. To get you out, yeah. Yeah, and then my stepdad died at 31. This is probably two months later of a drug overdose. My mom went to prison, and then that's when foster care said, okay, we're done. And they told my family that I was with, if you wanna keep her, you have to go through foster care certification. And they were more than willing to do that. And then it was- Thankfully, an, uh, right? Yes, wow. oh my gosh. Um, My story is a miracle. I, I see other kids that have gone through foster care, and not all stories are like mine, and I recognize that, and I feel like it's just, it was such a gift that God gave to me, and there's a reason why. Yeah. And I'm trying to tap into that as much as possible. Yeah. But, um, and then it's an uphill battle, you know, from, from there trying to figure out a new normal and, you know, uh, just centering myself on well, what is right and what's wrong. Yeah, how, how did that feel you know, as a child where people weren't maybe necessarily believing you when you were telling them or or basically sweeping it under the rug and like, let's don't talk about it. It's our biggest customer. Let's mm-hmm. don't even, I mean, how, how did that feel as a child? Again, you were, you were thinking maybe I'm doing something yeah. wrong. Maybe it's my fault. Yeah. But what else, what other feelings were going through your mind? And, and not only that, you're being the parent too. Mm-hmm. You're trying to protect all your siblings. Mm-hmm. You're taking the parent role as mm-hmm. such a young kid yourself Mm -hmm. how did you do all that there you know i didn't know who god was at the time but looking back he was very much there Mm. divine intervention was there um there's a lot of shame i had a lot of shame as a kid Mm -hmm. you know it was my fault this and then trying to protect my siblings from it too it's really difficult but i would say the the main emotion is shame Mm. that I needed to do something different to make it stop. Right. So when this family thankfully mm-hmm. stepped in and said, we'll take her and we'll go through the certifications or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know hindsight, we can look back like, what What if they wouldn't, like, what if they're like, well, we can't take this on, it's too much. I mean, I can't even mm-hmm. imagine what that would have mm-hmm. been like. So right. thankfully for them. But what was that like being with them? And then how did you start working through all of this because there was a lot to work through. There was, and I look back at the situation, I'm like, man, what a nightmare I was. I'm so grateful for them (laughs) because it was a lot of work and I didn't understand. I knew that they were different. I loved the different parts about them, but it was a really hard transition. Be like, why is this not okay? Because it was okay over here. And um, I used to think that their rules and regulations were um, stifling and the opposite of loving when I realized that that's yeah. not the case at all. Um, so a lot of therapy, a lot of therapy and a lot of, a lot of freaking love from them. Mm. Um, and just, uh, just new, new normals, I guess right. you could say. Yeah. A lot so, of practice. You know, from my experience in working with people who've gone through similar things as yourself, mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, after it's even over, they're hurting so bad, mm-hmm. they don't know how to talk about it, and mm-hmm. it's, and they start acting out in different mm-hmm. ways. Did you find yourself doing that too, where 
you got yourself caught up in some maybe some unhealthy behaviors because of it or you know did you find yourself isolating mm. or did you feel depressed that kind of thing no no that's um, amazing yeah and right? it was faith faith gave me something to hold on to and to realize that that not just faith but my father my adoptive father is amazing he was raised mm. by a therapist and he's just oh wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just really um i get emotional when i talk about him because He's been such a positive force for, for me. But I remember he sat me down one day and he told me, he said, you have a choice. You know, you have a choice in, in how your story plays out from now. Mm. And, and that really hit me. I was like, I, I do. And that's what I call responsibility. I couldn't take credit for what had happened. Right. Um, you know, what my, my parents had done. But I could take responsibility. And from mm. here on out, it's up to me on how, how my life is shaped. And I don't have to be a victim yeah. of those things. Wow. So, but I really, faith is what really gave me a lifeline to hang on to. It's not, it's not the end and I can overcome this and, and be empowered by it. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is you're saying this to me. Mm -hmm. Your story reminds me of, of a girl named JC Dugard. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know who she mm -hmm. was, but quickly she was... She was a, a kidnapped at, at 11 years old and then sexually abused for 18 years in a shed. Every, you know, family thought she was dead and gone. Wow. But she lives an amazing life now, just mm -hmm. like yourself. Mm -hmm. And she was asked, um, you know, how, how did you get through all this? Kind of mm -hmm. like what I just asked you. Mm -hmm. And she says, I choose not to wallow in self-pity. Yeah. I was yeah. like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. And to hear you say what mm -hmm. you just said, that you don't have to be the victim. Mm -hmm. I mean, how empowering is that, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, so thank you for sharing yeah. that. That's, that just kind of blows my mind. Um, did you have to, did you do your own therapy or anything like that? Or is it just basically this guy that you got emotional about that mm -hmm. just took you under his wing and just showed you the way? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. A lot of, wow. a lot of talking. I'd almost say that he helped me probably more than therapy does. Therapy did. Mm -hmm. And there's still stuff that, I'm working through, right? Healing yeah. is not linear. But I talk to my dad every day and um, he's walked me, he walks me through a lot of things and he's been really in, just empowering me to, to take hold of, of the situation and to, to be empowered by it. Yeah. So, so you're, you're married now, you mm -hmm. have beautiful kids. Mm -hmm. We were just talking about mm -hmm. that before we got on here. Your kids are so beautiful, Thank seriously. You. Um, I know you've shared before about how amazing even your husband is, mm -hmm. knowing what you've been mm -hmm. through and how he's been a support through all mm -hmm. this. Talk a little bit about him and, and, and how that's been for you. He's a saint. He really is a saint. I was actually talking to my dad recently about this. And um, I met AJ when I was 17 years old. And then we got married short, a year later. So I was 18 when I got married. Wow. Yeah. And then... <laughs> um, he really helped me continue that trajectory because he knows who he is. He's a very solid person and very compassionate, non-judgmental, and just was just there for me every step of the way. Wow. So I, I feel, I feel like divine intervention once again. He, Heavenly Father, placed this man in my life, and he just really helped me to continue to to develop into the person that I am today. Yeah, what an amazing guy. Yeah, AJ. He's... Shout out to AJ, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's amazing. So now as a mom, mm -hmm. go, going through what you've been through, how has that actually helped you be a better mom? 
That's a really good question. Um, I think the biggest thing is my perspective is, is different. My therapist recently talked to me about this. So I, when I was a child, I didn't really get to experience childhood. It's very much had to be in survival mode. Yeah. So I get to now I am experiencing childhood along with my kids. And it's so beautiful because I feel like I can really just sit and be in the moment with them and seeing it through their eyes is magical as you know. And then being able to experience that along with them is, is a gift. It really is such a gift. Yeah. But, um, I feel like I don't rush moments as, as much. I'm not guiltless (laughs) of it. Um, there are a lot of times that, that I have, but I've really learned to slow down and to really appreciate them. Yeah. And it's also given me a lot of compassion for my biological mother because she really is not ex- she never got to experience motherhood the way that I experienced motherhood. She never got to experience those bonds and it makes me feel really sad for her because it's yeah. it is a gift. And yeah. It's not anything I would trade for anything. Wow. So realizing that she missed out on those bonds and yeah. I thought I, that's really special that you are kind of living through your own child, watching mm-hmm. your own children. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great advice for all of us to take time and just be with the kids, whatever they're doing. So I have two grandkids now oh. and just I'm reliving my childhood a little bit yeah. too, just playing with yeah. them and hanging out with them. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I know how much you love them and mm-hmm. you do so much with them. And you know, when I follow you on your Instagram and stuff, watching all the fun things you guys yeah. are doing, yeah. it's it's remarkable to watch. You know, so, you know, you're a mental health advocate now. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that and why that is so important to you and what, and, and kind of just maybe share with us what you're doing with that. Okay, so my, the biggest thing that I want to transfer is that one, we don't have to be victims. I love that. Yeah. Of our circumstances. Uh, and I'm living that, and I know so many other people are living that. That is such an easy place to get stuck in. And like I said, I'm not guiltless. Sometimes I do, mm-hmm. and I have to really recognize that that's what it is and that, that this doesn't have to define you in that moment or forever. Yeah, I love that. I, you know, James Allen, who I'm a big fan of, mm-hmm. he, he says, Sir, you know, the, the suffering isn't in the circumstances in the way we think about it, yeah. like circumstances don't bless one person and harm another. Mm-hmm. It's all how we choose to mm-hmm. look at it and feel for that. So I love that. I, yeah, I yeah. think that's exactly what you're saying, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And there are people that have it worse than me. You know, and people that have it worse than you know, than any of us. And so I think that really gives me perspective too. Yeah. Um how is this build up compassion in you? Because you look at people differently now, mm-hmm. but in a good way. Mm-hmm. And I know you do have a lot of compassion, mm-hmm. but talk about compassion and why that's so important to you. Um, compassion, I've learned, is something that is learned. Some, I think people, we assume that it comes easily. Same with empathy. Empathy and compassion are, are intertwined very closely, and it takes practice. You can be yeah. sensitive and think that, that that's empathy, and I think that's the start of empathy. Brene Brown talks a lot about empathy and compassion. Yeah. And I, I've really loved what she says about that. But um, we tend to look at people through our lens and not necessarily their lens. And so I love the perspective that my my life has given me um, because I, can, I feel like I've gotten really good at trying and 
figure out how to see people through their lens. So how they are perceiving the world right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's beautiful. Um, so how have you, because all of us have this voice in our head that's negative and mm -hmm. a lot of us struggle with that. Mm -hmm. And I know I do and mm -hmm. I have to really work on making sure I change the narrative and yeah. say things positive. How do you deal with that? And what are some of the things you do on a, on a daily basis for your own mental health? your own mental fitness to kind of keep you centered and, and mm -hmm. where you should be. Gratitude is everything. Mm. Gratitude is truly everything. Even a bad in a bad day, um, you can find a silver lining. Yeah. It's sometimes it's, our brains are tricky and they really like to hide them from us. You have to really get, it's practice, right? Um, so I gratitude journal every morning and we gratitude every night before prayers with my children. Oh yeah, and that is just hilarious because if <laughs> they're having a bad day, it's so hard for them to find that, and um, and yeah. sometimes it takes time. But there's always something that you can find, and gratitude gratitude truly is the key to unlocking that. I think. Yeah, what are you grateful for today? <clears throat> to be alive, the simplicity of being alive, of breathing. It is such a gift. Um, time we as we know goes fast and we're not guaranteed it and so i wake up every day thinking i'm so grateful to be alive today and to be able to impact my kids on this day or be able to hopefully spread some kindness a smile to somebody else yeah that's awesome that's beautiful you know you you're very inspirational thanks uh, you really are and again i, I love the way you carry yourself and thank you so many people follow you and mm -hmm. love just your attitude and things and I think when people hear your story for the first time, like I did when you were mm -hmm. originally on, I couldn't believe, like, how is this girl so happy <laughs> after you. what you've been through? Mm -hmm. And again, I love the things you're saying, gratitude mm -hmm. and compassion and those things. Mm -hmm. What gets you out of bed? What gets you going? What, what is, ignites you to just, you know, keep being this force for good? Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's my demons. Mm. Yeah, what do you mean by that? My demons, the things that the things that like to shame is a big one. Shame mm. is so hard. We all we all have it, and it likes to hide. Um, my kids, but I don't want. I really don't want anyone to suffer like I did, it and to think that their life is hopeless. Mm -hmm. And so, if I can get up and I can share a little bit of my light then then it was a, a good day yeah and even if it's something simple like not honking at somebody in front of me that missed the green light you know <laughs> or um smiling at somebody out in public that is the hardest thing i've found for really? people yeah. you know um to do sometimes and if you just really connect with them and smile even just in passing yeah. it makes a world of difference yeah a simple little smile. And I like mm -hmm. what you said about connection. Mm -hmm. How, what does that mean to you connecting? Um, a lot of it's compassion and empathy. Back like to I, that, yeah. yeah, like I, I stated before, but also being vulnerable, which is why I made that my mission. And if I can be vulnerable and I can share what I've been through and the things that I still struggle with today, because it, like I said, I still have demons, still mm -hmm. struggle, then, um, it gives somebody else uh, permission to do the same. Yeah. And a lot of times that's all we're looking for. Yeah. You know, is a safe space to land and, and permission to be able to share our own things. 
Yeah. Your, your presence automatically liberates others. Yes. Yes. I love that. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. yeah. And that's what you do. Thanks. Your presence liberates other people. It liberates me. It makes me want to be a better person. Right back at you, Todd. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so you're really into fitness. Yes. You, <laughs> yes. I, and I know you love it. And mm-hmm. you, and I love watching you. Like mm-hmm. You're so passionate about mm-hmm. it. And it's like, wh- how has that helped you with your, your mental health? And, mm-hmm. and, and why is that so important to you? Oh my gosh, there's so many studies <laughs> that you could look up on Google about the uh-huh. endorphins that it releases, but uh, and amongst other things. But it's it's. I really am a much better person and a much better mom if I can get that time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I use it to work through something that I'm battling. Yeah, you know, and there, like I said, if you if you look up the science behind exercise and how good it is for your you mentally yeah it's just one more tool in your your toolbox tool one more tool in your tool belt yep to to and i i find that life should be well round rounded and when i say fitness is a big part i mean i have days that i take sure. off and oh, it's yeah. fine um you know your spirituality your your faith um your physical aspect they all play in together and they're all important so it's good not to neglect any part of it and just try and find a good you know rounded balance if you can yeah i love that you know working out for me is the same way mm-hmm. exercising i call it my morning meds yes yeah so if i if you i know. Get, if i get my workout in it feels it feels like okay my day's going to be good yeah. i i feel alive yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I do take days off too, but mm-hmm. if I take too many days off, then I'm like, Ugh, you know, oh yeah, you're in a funk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can feel it. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, about. absolutely, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, my morning meds, I gotta mm-hmm. have them. So, mm-hmm. so you're you're involved in a lot of things. What are some of the things that you could share with us that you'd have any future plans of things that are coming up or anything you'd like to do? What's, so what are you doing? Somebody um, challenged me to write a book. That's somebody being you. So <laughs> that's on my radar right now. I'm, yeah. I'm slowly putting that together. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And then um, just continuing to do what I am doing. I've got a couple speaking events coming up. And and so I'm excited about those. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just really being uh, trying to be a light and trying to help people to see their potential and see who yeah. they're meant to be. Yeah, I love that you're doing the book. You need to. Oh my gosh, yes. You really, truly do. Yeah. You know, I, I think we talked about this before, but for our listeners, um, I was I was told by a, a really famous ghostwriter that the only way you can ever leave a legacy is by writing your story down. You know, and nowadays you can self-publish it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's cool is 100 years from now, someone could read your story, yeah. Lacey, and, and change their life because mm-hmm. of what you wrote down. And so, you, you know, your legacy lives on forever and ever and ever. Right, it's so, the only thing that outlives us, right? Yeah. 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 But now, with I guess, with podcasts and things That's like true. that, we got all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm glad that you're doing that. Thanks. It's beautiful. So, uh, what what do you love most about your life? That is the toughest question I think I've ever been asked. <laughs> what do I love most about my life? Um, I think what I've where I've come from and the strides that I've made and being able to 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 show that to my kids. Yeah. You know, because life is hard through anybody's lens and it's easy to compare your life to other people, but yeah. 
if I can take my story and tell them, look at where I came from, you have the power to overcome anything, then it's all worth it. Yeah. Beautifully said. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough for being here today. Thank you, Tom. And sharing a portion of your story. I know there was a lot of details we didn't get into, yeah. but thank you so much. Um, again, you are a light in this world. You light up my life um, so. and so many other people by the way you carry yourself. And especially when I know your story, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times I'll think, if I, you know, if Lacey can be this happy and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm complaining about this, mm -hmm. how, you know, I need to check myself. Mm -hmm. So you really Thanks. do inspire not just me, but a lot of people. So thank you for coming here and sharing some light with us today. Thank you so it's, much. It's amazing. I am so grateful. Thank you. Lacey Swenson, everyone, um, please check her out. She's, uh, and correct me if I get this wrong, but okay. uh, on Instagram, it's the.lacey.marie. Correct. Is that correct? Yeah. So that's a great way to check out where she's at and what she's doing. Please do. She's an amazing person. Um, she was originally on my uh, BeliefCast episode 278. If you want to hear her full-length story, please go check that out as well. Um, you won't regret it. It will make your day. And if you need to be uplifted, just check check out what she's doing and it'll inspire you to be better. So love you guys. Thanks for following us. And again, Lacey, thanks for your time thanks, today. Thanks, Todd.